IBUK Talk, the Insurance Business UK podcast. This episode is presented in partnership with Axis Insurance. There's little doubt the construction space has faced many obstacles and presents challenges for the insurance sector. To discuss how these obstacles can be turned into opportunity, we sit down with Axis Insurance's Unit Head of Construction, Steve Cross, Senior Underwriter of Projects, Anna Woolley, and Senior Underwriter of Delegated and CPE, Raj Brar. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of IBUK Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK, and today we're going to be discussing how to build a sustainable future for the construction market. There can be little doubt that the construction space has faced a number of issues in recent years, and that the question now is how to overcome these issues and move the industry forward. Now that's quite a substantial topic, so we're lucky that we have on hand with us today not one or two, but three experts. I'm delighted to welcome Axis Unit Head of Construction, Steve Cross, Senior Construction Underwriter Raj Bra and Senior Construction Underwriter Anna Woolley. Many thanks to you all for joining me here today. So before we get into the ins and outs of the issues facing the construction market, could you tell me how you first got involved in this space and what has held your interest over the years, maybe starting with you there, Steve? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, uh, I sort of fell into insurance almost by mistake. And for me, you know, I, I, I spent 10 years designing and building tunnels. Um, and I, I changed jobs, ended up working for a big UK contractor um, around the year 2000 and um, they didn't have a project for me to go on so I got put on special projects at head office and that one of those projects was looking at the um, risks associated with the year 2000 and, and what could happen to everything they'd built in the previous 10 years when the clock ticked over on midnight at that, that, that time. With all the lifts not working, you know, and with you know, all the windows fall out or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I got involved uh, in doing this risk modelling exercise, uh, which was which was fascinating. Um, and that sort of transgressed into then looking at new projects and risks around execution of new projects and and trying to quantify that risk. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, and then in those days, there wasn't the internet for jobs. It was it was the good old um, magazine world and. The civil engineering magazine had, had an advert in the back of it and it said wanted a, a civil engineer who understands what risk is. So so I applied for that and that was a job with, with Allianz as, as a risk engineer. Uh, and that's how I got into insurance, basically. Um, from from there, uh, you know, the, I, I spent three years uh, at um, Allianz going around the world looking at all the projects they were insuring. Um, and from there, moved into underwriting, um, and that was in two thousand three. Uh, yeah, and then here I am, seventeen years later, eighteen years later, um, working at Axis now um, with a team with a team of eight. Fantastic! And is there anything that you particularly enjoy about working in this space? On a daily basis, we could look at ten, fifteen projects, and you know the the. the the breadth and, and um, geographies that we insure in are, are just almost limitless. It's, it's every day is different, um, so, so that's that's I guess what what really worked for me. No, it sounds really fantastic. And Anna, could you tell me a little bit how you got started and what you enjoy most about this? Um, I studied engineering, mechanical engineering at university, and then didn't 
really know what to do. So I worked as an actuary in insurance and, and that opened up my eyes to the industry, which I had previously known nothing about. Um, so started off doing pricing and reserving on that side and saw what underwriters were doing and thought that looks far more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the time, someone was looking for, a, by chance, a graduate engineer to join the construction team. Um, so I took that opportunity and that was about 12 years ago and haven't looked back since. Um, I've done, during that time, I've had experience doing operational power and renewables and construction by far is the most enjoyable of all the lines of business in my eyes, just because, like Steve said, every day is different, every project's different. Um, and we see everything we see a broad range of of projects and it's at the forefront of technology and innovation and that's really exciting to me at the construction stage you see it before any other line of business will have seen it and it's that trying to keep abreast of technology and developments in the engineering space that i i really like and i that keeps me interested definitely fantastic and how about yourself raj I thought I'd try and buck the trend and say I, I grew up wanting to be a construction underwriter. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be true. I'll be the same as my colleagues. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of fell into insurance. I came out of university uh, not quite knowing what to do and applied to a, uh, a company you may have heard of called Willis. At the time, I wasn't even sure they did insurance. So that's how much I knew sort of coming in. Um, um, got on the graduate screen at Willis. Uh, spent six years on the broking side. Um, and then stepped over to the other side of the table, underwriting with Catlin, which was my first underwriting job. And uh, that was my first job within sort of engineering, insurance and construction. And yeah, I haven't looked back since then. Uh, as Steve and Anna have said, it's a, it's a technical, complex and challenging environment, but that's what keeps it interesting. Um, you know, even today we could be looking in our team from one man and a couple of dump trucks that he owns all the way up to the, uh, you know, a huge tunneling job or a massive refinery construction. And every, and we can look at everything in between that. So that makes it really exciting for us. And Fantastic. And, and you touched on it there about being a, a technical and complex environment. So I can imagine there's quite a few key issues facing the construction market in recent years. And I wondered if you could run through a few of those key issues, perhaps, Anna. Yeah, definitely. So there's, it's been a really interesting few years for the construction market, I think starting from about 2018, when a string of large losses happened uh, in the marketplace. And that coincided with a review by Lloyd's looking at the portfolios, and then the subsequent exiting of quite a few carriers, um, both in London and worldwide, which has meant capacities really dropped. Um which in turn has meant um, there's less people willing to insure these projects. So for us, we're in a relatively good space at the moment because prices are going up and terms and conditions are getting better for us. Um, but certainly capacity is an issue. Um, a lot of these projects are multi-year. So, and and with the problems that we've seen with COVID, not normally construction projects will overrun, but with COVID especially, projects are overrunning significantly. 
and carriers and capacity that was there previously is not willing to extend. So that's an issue at the moment um, with clients looking for midterm replacement on projects, which is quite a complex area to come in because you're coming on a, a risk midterm when the risk profile is completely different from what it would have been when it was originally underwritten. Um, so that's probably adding to the technicality in the market at the moment. Um, I think because of this reduction in capacity, we're seeing less markets willing to lead business um, and to put themselves forward in that position. Um, and then in addition to that, we're dealing with legacy accounts that are being extended and, and projects that are changing and evolving at terms that were written several years ago when the market was much softer. So all of those things combined have made it have made it a really interesting place at the moment, um, which I think is where the technicality of construction comes in because it's not an annually renewing business like other lines of business. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. And do you have anything to add to that, Raj? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good overview of what the, the state of the industry got into. Uh, you had the sort of combination of the soft market over capacity, and there was a, quite a sharp uh, market correction. Um, I mean, what I think what's good where we left left with now is that you you are really left with some uh, real specialist uh, underwriters in London, and they're they're a place who are committed to the class for the long term. The people who weren't fully behind construction have exited, so you're left with all now. And that um, that can be there's not that many players around today. So on the delegated side, getting a new Lloyd's binder place for certain construction segment there's not many people who can do that so that that's been one challenge for the broking side to get their clients the right capacity in london whereas you know three years ago they could have had maybe uh, eight or nine syndicates all signing up to join on the uh, sign on the dotted line so uh, that's definitely been a challenge i've seen in the delegated space um additionally also the contracting plant equipment side similar story exit capacity and not enough capacity sometimes to get deals done in London and uh, we work very closely with our brokers to get the right deals done where we can. Um, and I also think some of the, there, will, there will still be some overhanging legacy issues for some of the business that was written over the last four years at, at, um, at, wider, at wider coverages and a lower rate that will be acceptable today. So we just thought so we need to keep an eye on those things as, they, as all those longer projects run off. In your opinion, is it more important than ever to build a sustainable market in the construction space? And, and what would a sustainable market actually look like? Maybe if we start with you, Raj, for that one. Uh, yes, I mean, I mean the the exit of capacity for the market in 2018 was very, very sharp and left a lot of uh, clients and customers without... Uh, carriers who could uh, see their projects through to the end and a lot of binders and cover holders who didn't, couldn't get things renewed. So I think if that showed anyone anything that we do need to build a sustainable, profitable uh, engineering insurance market that can uh, survive these market cycles and, and profitability is key. Underwriters out there need to know what they're charging, what the coverage they are giving, which could, which can translate into their loss costs and being aware of um, changes in deductibles, changes in 
coverage and how that can affect their bottom line. So it's, it's massively key. That's an excellent point. Absolutely. And for you, Steve, what would that sustainable market look like? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, a sustainable market is absolutely key for, for our clients. Uh, you know, I think Raj really hit the nail on the head there that the people who are most inconvenienced by a non-sustainable market ultimately are the, are the insureds. Um, you know, they, they can get a cheap deal and, you know, there are, there are plenty of cheap deals that were underwritten in 2015 that are still going now uh, where, where the insured is looking for a, you know, a two-year extension because things haven't gone to plan. It's construction. Things hardly ever go to plan. Uh, and probably 70% of the insurance that insure that project no longer exist or don't write, uh, don't underwrite construction projects anymore. And so, so whilst um, that, uh, whilst the um, the insured got a cheap deal and took advantage of, of, of kind of what you could call a non-sustainable part of the market, um, now, there's there's a, there's a cost to that, uh, and, that and that that is that's very tough message for the brokers to deliver to the insured, for the insured to find the money, and you know, and for, and for insurers like us who who come onto a risk, uh, you know, because we we do do some of this midterm replacement business, you know, for us coming on, as Anna said earlier, I think at a, at a time when there's a completely dis- different risk profile. Um, really impacts the way that we have to reserve um, and 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 to treat to treat and earn our premium. You know, the the other point around education is 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 I think absolutely critical. I think a lot of underwriters now are are you know taught to underwrite very well. You know, and there's some really good underwriters out in the market. But I think what has been lost. Is is a is an understanding of how the money flows through the business, and the implications of, of some of the decisions that are made at the start of a project, and how they they uh, how they manifest over the life of the project, and and um, impact the results in three, four, five, six years time. Um, so, so I think you know the work that the London Engineering Group are doing, and IMIA, which is a, the international version of of, of, of Leg. Uh, the work they're doing around education is, is absolutely key um, to, to the future sustainable market. And I think the other, the other way of creating a sustainable um, account within an insurer is, is to have a broad and diverse um, base of, of income. You know, we have, a, we have a delegated account. We write contractors, plant equipment. We write project business. Um, you know, we, we have a, a, a very broad um, kind of range of distribution channels um, and we don't just focus on projects in, in excess of $500 million or, or you know, only write UK office buildings or, or whatever. I mean, it's, I think that these days to have a sustainable account, you have to have a broad account that is not too focused on any particular niche of construction. No, that's absolutely right. And from each of your comments, it's really clear that there is that demand and that requirement for a sustainable market. And I suppose the next stop is really looking at how to build that. And from your own perspectives, how crucial is the role of the broker in, in building and crafting that sustainable market? The, the broker is absolutely critical in in um, in, uh, in that tripartite uh, um, contractual arrangement between the insured, the broker and the insurer. You know, the broker generally 
designs the outline of the coverage um, and it has far more interaction with the insured than the, than the insurer usually does. So has a, has a much greater knowledge of what the um, insured wants to buy. So, but I do think you know brokers have a big responsibility in transferring the um, insurance requirements of the insured across to the underwriters. Um, and again, you know, as as we were talking about earlier, education is is absolutely key in that. And you know, as insurers. And there's the London Engineering Group and at EMEA, you know, we, we, we all collectively have to take responsibility to ensure that where we can, we, we are educating the brokers about coverage and, and how we as insurers think it operates. Um, so, so, you know, we, we, we as insurers have to take some of the responsibility of training the brokers. But the brokers uh, are absolutely critical, absolutely critical. You know, they are, they are our sales force to the world i guess fantastic and would you have anything to add to that yourself anna yeah yeah in addition to that i suppose they are as he said they are the ones that have the contact with the client uh, which we don't have initially um and they know exactly the type of information we need and how to present that to underwriters to get hopefully the best terms for their client um, because the information we receive is key for us in terms of the coverage we put forward and the terms we put forward and the, the risk we are insuring. And I think then that is the start, hopefully, of a, of a, a relationship which will last throughout the project. And just finally, I mean, if you could deliver a key message to your broker partners and, and to the, the wider marketplace as well about the need to build a sustainable construction sector what would that be maybe starting with you there steve i think as anna said earlier i mean ultimately um everybody in the chain is in this together and the failure of any single any single um part of that of the of the chain will lead to um further problems with the market create and sell products that allow everybody in the chain to see value in the money that they're spending Fantastic. It's a great message. And how about yourself, Raj? Uh, just to the brokers that you know, we are kind of all in this together. We want to build long-term partnerships and uh, clients. So we just need to remember that. I think that we we are all kind of on the own side, want to be building a sustainable market. So we need to all work together to achieve that. Brilliant. And how about you, Anna? Uh, just adding to that, I think, um, to get to that place that Raj and Steve have mentioned, I think um, communication is key between all parties um, and open dialogue and managing expectations. Um, brokers need to manage clients' expectations of, of what we can deliver um, and engage us early on in the process. And I think that that gives everyone the best outcome. Fantastic. I must say, it's, from my own perspective, it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation. I've learned a lot more about the construction market than I knew going in. So, But for those who are listening who would like to find out even more, I mean, what would be the best way to get in touch with you each, each of you? Personally, I think the London Engineering Group is, is the best place to start. That's, um, you, know, that, you know, there's a presence on LinkedIn for, for the London Engineering Group, get in contact with the group. And 
that I think will give you a non-partisan response to, to, to your query. I mean, if, if, if you want a, you know, an access view on something, then, then please feel free to, to find us and contact us directly. But I think if you want a more of a market answer, then I think going, going through the London Engineering Group is the way to go. Fantastic. It's great to hear. And my huge thanks for speaking with us here today and for all your time and expertise. It's been a, a real pleasure. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much to each of you. And for everybody listening, I hope you found this as informative as I did. And I look forward to having you back with us next time here on IBUK Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBUK Talk. For more from the experts at Axis Insurance, visit them at accesscapital.com. That's accesscapital.com for more. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.